Getting Better Healthcare is brought to you in part by Leo Pharma. Every American is acutely aware of the issues surrounding our healthcare system. We know miracles can happen, but we find ourselves bombarded by conflicting information and are uncertain of what and whom we can trust. We have some of the best medical care in the world for those who can afford it. Incredible new drugs that change people's lives but can be very costly. Many of the best doctors the world has ever seen, but not all are perfect. That's why Dr. Steve Feldman created the show, Getting Better Healthcare, to help walk us through the labyrinth, helping us understand how to take better care of ourselves and to better understand the challenges, issues, controversies, and complexities of our healthcare system as it exists and as it could be. For better healthcare and a better healthcare system, listen to the doctor. Now, here's Steve. Welcome to Getting Better Healthcare on webtalkradio.net. I'm your host. Dr. Steve Feldman, founder of the DrScore.com physician rating website. On today's program, we're continuing our discussion with Professor William Shaw. He's the K.T. Lee Professor of Economics at the Harvard School of Public Health. And he's the architect of Vermont's plan for a single-payer healthcare system. On our program last week, he discussed with us the problems with our current patchwork healthcare system. On today's program, he's going to explore with us how Vermont's plan addresses uh, the problems we have today. Dr. Shaw, the um, PPACA, or the, the recent health care plan that Congress passed, that was supposed to uh, set things straight to get us on a path towards covering the uninsured, bending down the health care cost curve. Uh, is that the solution to our problems? The PPACA does not deal with the fundamental causes of the insured. We put a very good band-aid over it, say, let's make it mandate individual to buy health insurance. And we will subsidize them. We will subsidize uh, uh, small employers. Okay. Now, um, and, and fundamentally, since it's not solving the, the cost issue, I, I just assume that, you know, sort of step one was to create this structure, and then step two is going to be some sort of rationing that's going to have to take place at the government level to, 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 to control those costs. Um, what... Um, I understand Vermont is taking a different approach. Tell me about what you've been doing with the Vermont health system. Well, Vermont wants to achieve three goals and then ask us to come up with alternatives to achieve the three goals. First goal is universal coverage. That is covering everyone. Even PPACA will leave 5% of Americans uninsured. But Vermont wants to go beyond that. We like to have close to 100% people insured. Okay? Mm-hmm. Second goal, Vermont said, is we want something. We want a plan to transform our health care system that we can control the health care costs. And third, what Vermont asked for is we want to emphasize prevention and primary care. 
and based at the community level. So people can get preventive from primary care that may improve their health as well as prevent minor illnesses become serious illnesses. So those are the three goals set out for us. And we were giving a complete freedom to come up with a viable and practical plan. And we did. And that plan is a single-payer plan that decouples health insurance from employment. Instead, if you are a legal resident of Vermont, you will be covered under this insurance plan. And with a reasonable benefit package, that means not everything is covered. Not if you want a double transplant, that would be paid for you. Not double transplants. Heart and lungs, not covered. Right. Well, cosmetic surgery. And uh, maybe the use of the most newest and most expensive uh, drugs for treating cancer that comes on the market yearly. And that can cost you, I'm sure you know, can cost $150,000 per, uh, per treatment, a completed treatment. And but may prolong the patient's life on average just six months. This goes back to your, your earlier question about if you see your son's life, and even there's one chance out of the 10,000, there's maybe some benefit you might be willing to pay for it. And, but we, we do not believe you should tax other people to pay for that kind of benefit. But we leave the system that if you want that, you pay for yourself. You go ahead and spend $150,000 to buy that new drug regimen. Or perhaps private insurance companies will offer that kind of insurance. And they, I'm sure there are private insurance companies will pay for double transplant. You go ahead. If you, if you have both a heart and lung failure and you want that kind of uh, medical intervention, you should be free to pay it out of your own pocket or buy private insurance for. So that takes care of the universal coverage. In, under single payer, we demonstrate that empirically. I, I'm sorry. Uh, not empirical. Now we demonstrate with empirically, but we gathered empirical evidence to show you can reduce the health administrative cost 
by about close to 7.6% of the total health expenditure. And that means it amounts to close to $200 billion a year for the United States. That is by removing insurance, consolidate multiple insurance plans into one insurance fund. So you do not have to incur the marketing, sales, and underwriting expenses. The current multiple insurance plans we have in the United States cause a great deal of administrative hassle on the doctors and the hospitals. They have to employ a battery of administrative staff just to deal with the insurance companies and file the claims to meet the rules and requirements of different insurance companies and different insurance plans. Give you an example. We find in, typically in Vermont, a solo practitioner has to deal with a half a dozen insurance plans. That's all. And each, well. <laughs> and each one has to, each plan may have five different benefit packages. Yeah, okay, now you're talking. So you have to deal with 30 different rules. If you're trying to take care of your patient, you have to understand how much does this patient have to pay out of his own or her pocket based on what insurance benefits that person has. This takes physician's time, nurse's time, administrator. You have to employ an administrator. This is... The edifice we have created in the United States. Let me tell you, other than South Africa, no other advanced economy has this kind of model. Yeah. Let me ask you something. If if the if the Vermont if the proposed Vermont approach is so much better for improving medical care, this may be something you've already answered when we talked about, you know. Um, the health savings account plan, but uh, if, if this is a much better way to pay for medical care, why don't we use this system for paying for housing or for food or for televisions and things like that? The simple answer is this. To, for television, for housing, for buying a pair of shoes, yeah. buying food, one, they do not necessarily have the urgency, like in medicine, like accidents, heart attacks, strokes. They do not have the fear factor, like if a doctor tells, diagnosed, if I have, a, I have a cancer. It threatens the very existence. Uh, of our life, right? Buying a house, a television, or even buying food 
does not have that kind of fear factor behind it. So, furthermore, then people have the ability to make choices. So you can transfer income to the household and say, I give you amount of a basic income if you don't earn enough. So you can get housing or you can you can shop for the apartment you want at the lowest price, at the location that's most convenient for you. The same thing with food or so forth. But medicine has this so-called asymmetry of information between the doctor and the patient. And that's something special. Doctors have much greater knowledge about medicine than the patient. The patient does not know enough to make his own choices. Well, that's interesting because I know absolutely nothing about my car, but I, I'm, um, I, I want to be respectful of your time. Were there any downsides that you saw to the Vermont system that was proposed? Well, the downside, uh, not in terms of health care, uh, but the downside is uh, whether uh, we can really overcome the strong positions of the special interest groups. Oh, yeah, that's a problem because you're talking about completely eliminating all these insurance companies. <laughs> well, not 100% eliminating. Our proposal would uh, let the administration of the plan uh, be given to a a private entity, but through a competitive competitive bidding process. And uh, is there any downside of it, uh, other downside of it? In order to control health care cost escalation, the single-payer will impose the uh, overall budget over the whole health health uh, sector for Vermont. We propose that the people who have to pay, that is the workers, employers, and the state, sit down with the people who receive the benefits. That's the beneficiaries, the patients, physicians, hospitals, and pharmaceutical industry, you sit down every year and negotiate. The beneficiaries usually want more. The people who have to pay want to pay less. You negotiate on global budget. Right now, that global one, we do not have a global budget. Just like you give a teenager without a budget and say, you go out, I will pay for you if you show me a receipt. You go ahead and even rent an apartment on your own. You buy a car, you go to restaurants, movies, uh, rock concerts, whatever you want. I will pay for it as long as you show me a receipt legitimate receipt. That's the system we have now. 
we have no overall budget constraining the system. So everyone trying to get the most out of the system as they can, including patients, including insurance companies, including doctors, including hospitals, including pharmaceutical industry. I hope I sp- spoke blunt enough. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what I, we have. Great. All right. Um, well, you, our, our time is at an end. Do you have any final suggestions for our listeners? My suggestion to your listeners is really don't only look at the particular problem. That's a symptom. You want to understand what's the causation of that symptom. When you start look at it that way, then you have a better understanding of our system as well as you can decide for yourself what might be the remedies. Excellent advice. Uh, Dr. Shao, thank you so, so much for your time today. Well, it's a pleasure talking with you, and thank you for having me on your uh, podcast. Dr. Shao makes very clear that a single-payer plan has certain advantages. It's um, a way to bring down costs. It's a way to cover the uninsured. It doesn't fully solve the underlying problem with incentives because if we have a single-payer plan and um, people are not paying themselves for their health care, well, there are going to be issues with people wanting more than the plan will have to pay for, and somebody's going to say no, and therefore there will be people who are unhappy. As Dr. Shaw makes clear, um, a single-payer plan isn't necessarily a one-track system. There may be a second track that uh, wealthy people can take, and so our healthcare system uh, would not be a one-tiered system for everybody, but um, hopefully there'd be good care for everybody and maybe better care for um, those who can afford it. Uh, arguably, we already have that now anyway. Well, that's our program for today. In the coming weeks, we'll be speaking with another uh, PhD in economics, Dr. Hal Luft, and we'll be learning about the uh, incentives in our healthcare system. We'll also be speaking with Dr. John Piet. Um, he'll be explaining what health services research is. And he'll be describing some very interesting work on how well and, I should say, how poorly some people take their medicines. Our show today has been brought to you in part by a grant from Leo Pharma. Our theme music, I'm proud to say, is by the incomparable Michael Zioli. Until next time, I wish you the very best of health. Thanks for listening to the show today. Remember to go to DrScore.com to get and give feedback about your doctor and to read others' recommendations about doctors in your area. It's a way to choose your path to healthcare empowerment. That's D-R-S-C-O-R-E.com, DrScore.com. And we'll see you next week right here on Getting Better Healthcare.